Welcome back to an all-new episode of DirtCast. I am your co-host, Madeline Davies. I'm your other co-host, Megan Reynolds. And today, we are fulfilling a listener's request. Yes. And doing a special episode about HGTV and the conclusion of Fixer Upper Mm -hmm. with our very own Kelly Faircloth. Kelly Faircloth. Part of my complex relationship to it is, you know, my complex relationship to where I'm from. But before we get into... Fixer upper. Mm-hmm. I want to ask how my little fixer upper is doing. <laughs> <laughs> that is so real. <laughs> how are you, Megan? <laughs> Fuck you. I'm fine. It's thanks, okay. Thanks I'm, for asking. <laughs> I'm flipper flop. <laughs> um, I'm mentally and physically preparing myself for the arrival of my mother next week. And Ooh. It's going to be fine. Uh, I have to make her a hair appointment at my hairdresser. That's Um, a nice thing to do for your mom. Well, she has demanded it multiple times, so I'm just fulfilling the request at this juncture. Sure. I'm just ready for warm weather. Yeah. It was warm on Easter. It was like very warm. Really beautiful. 60 or something. 60. And then it snowed. (laughs) <laughs> on Monday. Yeah. Which was so rude. But then all the snow melted. It's totally fine. Like, I would like to burn my winter jacket. I will not because I need it for next year, but I would love to. Like, <laughs> I, I will keep it. It's a nice jacket, but I physically cannot, like, I do not want to put it on my body. No, I know. Again. I know that. I know that feeling. It's a terrible feeling. How are you doing, sunshine? I'm okay. I um, have been a little under the weather. Um, it was kind of funny. I called into work yesterday because I was a little feverish. Mm. But the funny part <laughs> is that because Easter had been so nice, like I mm. had crashed at my my fella's place. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll just it's fine. And then like woke up feeling terrible. Ooh. Um. But the outfit that I had was, like, from Easter. Ah. And so it was, like, a sundress and, like, Ooh. kind of, like, some, like, sandaly heels. Mm. So, like, to step outside, I had to borrow all of his clothes, <laughs> uh, including shoes. Oh, my God. Um, and he's wow. a men's 11. That's amazing. Brag. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm crawling into my handbag now. He's a men's 11, and I would be, like, what, like a men's 7? Yeah. And so I was just like waddling Shuffling. like a duck down the street. That's beautiful. Um, Were you wearing like a sweatpant? Yeah, I was. I can actually show you a Please picture. Please do. Because I was the reveal. for it. I'm so excited. Um, and then Megan can paint a I will picture paint, with her words. I will, which is what I'm good at, maybe. Where is she? Oh, my God. <laughs> um. So I see <laughs> Maddie's wearing her actual leather jacket. A bright yellow pair of Adidas track pants, like a weird sort of duck boot sneaker hybrid that is definitely too big for her. Yeah, it's like a real treat. Curiously enough, these gloves, it wasn't glove cold. Oh, I guess it was. She looks great is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) She looks really good. Those uh, gloves are Harry Potter gloves. That's what I thought. Well, you thought right. Push that back towards you. Now, let's get into the dirtiest dirt. So, a fun. This is, this is not fun. This is just a thing that has happened. It's fun if you like love divorce. It's fun if you're obsessed with divorce. Jenna Duan Tatum and Channing Tatum have separated. The couple that 
we didn't really know, but felt like we knew. We <laughs> That's true. According to People Magazine, they have actually been separated for about four months and are living apart. They announced their separation via, what else, a sort of weirdly poor quality image on Channing Tatum's Instagram. It's a nice font. It's on a sort of gradient purple to yellow background. So this is what the post says. Hey world, so we have something we would like to share. First off, it feels odd that we have to share this kind of thing with everyone, but it's a consequence of the lives we've chosen to lead, which we also happen to be deeply grateful for. We're living in an incredible moment in time, but it's also a time where truth can get easily distorted into alternative facts, winky smiley face. (laughs) So we want to share the truth so you know that if you didn't read it here, then it's most certainly fiction. Hmm, Okay. We have lovingly chosen to separate as a couple. We fell deeply in love so many years ago and have had a magical journey together. Then there's like a big double space. Absolutely nothing has changed about how much we love one another, but love is a beautiful adventure that is taking us on different paths for now. There are no secrets nor salacious events at the root of our decision, just two best friends realizing it's time to take some space and help each other live the most joyous, fulfilled lives as possible. We are still a family. We will always be loving, dedicated parents to Everly. That's their child. Uh, We won't be commenting beyond this, and we thank you all in advance for respecting our family's privacy. Sending lots of love to everyone, Chan and Jenna. I feel like Everly would be like (laughs) Everlane's baby line. Aw, that's cute. You're right. (laughs) They should. Hmm, interesting. I've never given much attention or thought to their marriage, but there was a time like three years ago when... They were on that show Lip Sync Battle. Yeah. And Channing did Beyonce. He came out in like a wig and like some blue eyeshadow and did um, Run the World. And then his wife, Jenna, did his routine from, from Magic Mike. To Genuine's pony, and she, fu- she was <laughs> fucking incredible. Killed it. Yeah. <laughs> she like put him on a chair and gave him the, the sort of a very tame, but not really... Like an acrobatic lap an dance. An acrobatic lap dance. It gave me some insight into what I imagine their sex life was like, which is acrobatic and exhausting. I think that's what they want you to think. Yeah. I mean, maybe they were. I mean, clearly. You're underestimating Channing's performance a little bit. I guess I am. In that, I think his was supposed to be like... It was supposed to like blow everything out of the water because mm. he was oh, in he was yeah. in the like the leather he had, like, like the little corset, outfit on uh, and then true. had like a Beyonce wig mm-hmm. and did Girl Who Run the World and then Beyonce came out oh I forgot oh my god I totally um, forgot that she oh my god so and then sorry. like that's like what made Pony even better is because it like showed up yes you're right you're right thank you for clearing the record I'm my memory is spotty at best God also Chrissy Teigen has the best job on that show I know she like just like she just dances like a and like hype raises woman the, in the roof. back. I know, <laughs> and like touches her hair a lot. It's yeah. like <laughs> Christy. I mean, so I'm sad for them that they are divorced. They also getting... met on the set of Step Up. That's right. That's Great right. Dance film. Wait, what are you doing here? Miles needed a wingman. So are you gonna ask me to dance? 
I didn't know you could dance without your tights. They're both excellent dancers. Uh, everyone just rewatch uh, Magic Mike Double XL. Yeah. Just because it's um, really so good. I was rewatching an American horror story the other day, uh-huh. um, and she was in it. And really? So I feel like I, if anything, made this divorce happen. <laughs> You did. That's yeah, right. Yeah, she's in Asylum for like a little bit. She is? Yeah. She has a really insane sex scene with Adam Levine and it's what? so gross because he like, Ew. No, I won't go into it. Oh, please do not. I want nothing to, I do not like to think about Adam Levine as a as a sexual being. But that's what he wants so I, badly. <laughs> I know. He's so gross. <laughs> Look at my weed. <laughs> Look at my pubes. This weekend, April Fool's Day, I don't know, some celebrities engaged in this stupid tradition. Tomfoolery. It's tomfoolery. Uh, there are some dumb ones. The dumbest one that I thought was that Seth Rogen was acquired by Netflix, like his person. Okay. Like, I think it was on like Deadline. There was like a fake press release that went out that was like, Netflix just like acquired Seth Rogen for like... <laughs> Uh, whatever billion dot do- like blah blah dollars, which I think is stupid. Like, can we not talk about like buying people? Is that cool for us to just not do that? I mean, it's cool by me. I just wish, like, okay, so, <laughs> thank you. I'm just okay, putting I'm that out there. That. Thank you. I'm just putting that out there. Um, so that was stupid. Um, there was some sort of tweet that said Stephen Sondheim was going to guest star and write a special song on the final season of Crazy Ex Girlfriend, which is like the kind of thing that. Had I seen it during the week, I would have probably believed it. And then, of course, it was a joke. Great. I think it was like Broadway World. It was yeah. like their prank. Yeah. And then, like, Rachel Bloom screen grabbed yeah. it and posted it on Instagram. And she was like, it's really, like, hurtful that you guys, like, tapped into <laughs> my biggest wish as yeah. a joke. <laughs> I think that that's a nice lead-in to the most ridiculous one by far is that Lindsay Lohan, who is currently the spokesperson for Mm Lawyer.com, was sent two letters from Oxford Union and Harvard Law inviting her to speak there because, no, because it's a joke. Yeah, ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. But she seemed to, I mean, she posted an Instagram video that was like, look, you guys, like, mm, letters. And I would like to think, just because I'm still concerned about Lindsay Lohan just in general, I would like to think that she knew. Like, I thought it was her joke. Really? I don't know if she's that, like... I don't think... That would be so mean. I mean, that would be crazy. But, but, what the, but why would she be joking herself? Because it, that's, like, her thing is she's like, I have a sense of humor about this. Uh, okay, cool. Maybe it was... Uh, whatever. If if these people were actually being rude to Lindsay Lohan, that's, like, very rude. Yeah. And if Lindsay Lohan was, like, executing a self-own... That's what I am going with. Okay. Just otherwise, I just it makes it's me too depressing. Sad. Yeah, yeah, it's too depressing. Otherwise, I get that. I'm with you. I hate April Fool's Day. April Fool's Day sucks. Pranks are bad. I'm also like a terrible recipient of pranks, and that both times, like I can like remember getting pranked mm-hmm. on April Fool's Day. It ended with me in tears, Ooh. and then the person feeling terrible. Yeah, which kind of is like, <laughs> got you. Yeah, I mean, sure, that's the ultimate like. Yeah. Twist of the situation. Turn around. I hate surprises. 
So April Fool's Day is like hell. Yeah. Because pranks are technically surprise. I mean, I don't. Just yeah, fucking leave me are, alone. Pranks are mean surprises. <laughs> pranks are mean surprises. And my stance on that is just leave me alone. Leave me be. So, okay. I mean, not an April Fool's Day no. joke. Um, Kathy Griffin. She keeps on keeping on. She does. She's like mounting a comeback after the, the Trump. Donald Trump severed head debacle. Controversy swirling around comedian Kathy Griffin after she posted graphic photos of herself holding a severed head in the likeness of President Trump. I actually did forget about it until this came up again today. Also, like, you can't call it a comeback if you don't go away. Mm, true. You have to actually retreat. And I'm not even saying that she should go away. I thought that no. whole thing was stupid, and yeah. then I thought she made it more stupid. She did. I don't know. She got death threats. She got all this, like, stuff mm. to do with this severed head thing, but right. I don't know. As our coworker Bobby Finger pointed out today, it's like she sold out Carnegie Hall like this in like a day. <laughs> yeah. Like this is not someone who like really She wasn't downtrodden or beleaguered by no. this like situation. But it is the narrative that she's pushing. It is sort the of narrative. This, like mm-hmm. this is, you know, free speech is the most American thing. And I'm just gonna keep and it's like, good, just do it. Yeah. Just like keep do it, just do it. And then just please don't bring extra attention to it. I used to really love her on like when she would like do her Bravo comedy specials that were just like, it was just like her talking shit about celebrities. Oh, yeah. And then, I don't know. No. Then I, no must. But it's whatever. Listen, live your life. You're I, clearly going to. Yeah. Without, regardless of what we say or don't say. And it seems like you're doing fine without these yeah. like weird attention grabs. So like maybe just. Just like keep do your head your, down yeah. and keep working. I don't yeah. know why that's so hard. I mean, people could say the same thing about us and everything we say. Twist. <laughs> the ultimate twist. <laughs> So the wedding of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle is approaching rapidly. Rapidly. Every... Imagine if it got called off. That would be amazing. It's not going to happen. I don't think. But news outlets are finding ways to milk every single thing out of this. Like on Monday, that said that Meghan Markle is going to have peonies in her bouquet. Yes. There is an article every two seconds about, like, one of her siblings or, like, whatever. Right. Samantha. Samantha. The one who's always trying to, like, Her half-sister, Samantha. The most recent update is, I believe, Andrew Morton, who is a biographer who, like, poops out these kind of dishy, like, royals. Like, he did one of Princess Diana. He's probably done one of, like, many, many people. He pooped one out about Meghan Markle. It's called Meghan Markle, Hollywood Princess. That is her. Which made me laugh because it kind of, the way that they're framing this is like she was like a Grace Kelly type. Right. Where it's like, I don't think anyone really knew who Meghan Markle was outside of like devoted Suits fans. Suits fans. That's it. I think I looked at, I got really stoned one night and looked through her Instagram. And I think there's probably like a small pocket of lifestyle yeah. Instagram oh, devotees. Right. That probably also knew who she was. But the, the percentage of the population that like was intimately familiar with Meghan Markle is like very small. Yes. I would say intimately familiar with still very small. <laughs> yes. But in this biography written by Andrew Morton, we find out that so so Meghan Markle was married before um this situation. Yes. And we found out that she broke up with her ex-husband by written letter. I mean, it's no post-it, but it's close. Oh, it is very 
Wow, po- posted very posted. Adjacent. Posted wow. adjacent. She's but she's the the Jack Burger in this. Situation. She is the Jack Burger in this situation. Um, and that's great for her. Uh, yeah, she broke up with her husband by a written letter. I guess if you're gonna do it, that's one way to do it. Do it in person if you want to. Also, like God, who cares? I just want them to get married and then have a great life. Although I am really excited for all the hullabaloo. I will watch the wedding on the TV. I can I just this is like how the Daily Mail framed please her she basically broke up with her husband all of a sudden by taking their Vitamix out of the apartment <laughs> and then sending him a letter with her engagement ring. Yes, that's amazing. Take that fucking Vitamixes are expensive. Um, Take that shit. This is is how the Daily Mail puts it. She ended their marriage totally out of the blue, sending their rings in the mail after walking out with a 360-pound, but like pound, like quid. Quid. 360 quid blender. It doesn't weigh 360 pounds. No. Yeah. Um, They're heavy, but not that heavy. From their West Hollywood home and moving to Toronto. Oh, my God. So dramatic. Yeah. I I love it. You don't become a Hollywood princess by being... Middle of the road kind of sense. It's true. I think that's all I have for Dirtiest Dirt, but I have a brief Vanderpump update. Oh, my God. I know. It's very simple. I completely Megan, forgot about it. what is your Vanderpump update? I've <laughs> been taking it really slowly with this show. Okay. But I did get to the fourth episode of the first season in which... <laughs> Where Jax rips his shirt off when all of the I knew men it. that's I was waiting for you to get there. So mad at Stasi's twenty fourth, twenty third birthday, something yeah. rips his shirt. He, I mean, oh my god, he's wearing again a cowl neck sweater with a, no shirt underneath it, and they're in Vegas. Yes, what the fuck, man? Um, what yeah. a messy little TV show. I know, I love it. So, so beautiful. Much. I love it so much. Yeah, it's such a weird ass show. Jax is mad at Stassi's new boyfriend, Frank. Frank. Who is a bartender at Sir, right? Yes. Right. And so they get into a fight and both of them immediately take their shirts immediately. off. Every man who is a cast member on this program rips their shirt off immediately. It's very like prime. Like it felt like watching like chimps fight. Yes. Where they're just like, ah, so ah, weird. And like Sandoval's out to the side, like ripping off his shirt. For like, no reason. <laughs> you're not going to get involved, Tom Sandoval. You fucking micro, you dermaplane your forehead with like a lady's Bic razor. You are not fighting. Um, it's like pretty amazing. It's, it is. I am so excited to be sitting here with Jezebel's very own Kelly Faircloth. Our special Georgia Peach. Our special Georgia <laughs> Peach. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Kelly just like unzipped her skin and crawled out of it. And now she's, yeah, Kelly is no longer here. Um, Kelly's here, and we are going to talk about an obsession of mine, of Kelly's. Of soon-to-be of Maddie's. Yeah, this is going to be a real learning experience. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. We're going to talk about HGTV. We're going to talk about Fixer Upper, the best and the worst show on television, (laughs) which has already come to an end. It aired its final episode on Tuesday. We're going to talk about 
what could possibly replace it, why it's so good or bad, um, et cetera. Also, shout out to Anna Stebbins. This was a, a listener who requested this episode, um, which is great because just to give you some insight into Megan, our, our process <laughs> is that usually Friday or sometimes Monday. <laughs> sometimes Monday. Uh, Megan and I are like, oh, no, we're recording Dork Dorkcast. Dork- <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited we're, for the rebrand. Well, yeah, no, we're like, we're really recording good. Dorkcast tomorrow. What are we going to do? Yeah. And then we're like, we're really lucky in that we work with like a lot of really Intelligent. Co- pop culturally ex- mm-hmm. obsessive weirdos so we can like... <laughs> Mine from the from the cast, the cast, yeah. the yeah. staff, <laughs> the cast of Jezebel, the cast of Jezebel. Um, and so yeah, Anna emailed us after our Trading Spaces episode last week and uh, requested this HGTV episode. And I mean, happy to oblige. Happy to oblige. This is also something that we had talked about doing in the past, I think, and uh, it all worked out because yeah. here's Kelly. Here we are, and goodbye, Chip and Joanna Gaines. I also want to say I'm sorry if you pronounce your name Anna, but I'm also going to add if that's the case, add an extra N, because how am I supposed to? (laughs) 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 Let's just, uh, okay, thank you. Had a fan and lost her. (laughs) Uh, That was a real clean, just sort of in and out situation. (laughs) Um, Thank you to Anna or Anna, depending. So... Kelly, in 2015, yes, you wrote a piece about your tortured relationship <laughs> with the hit HGTV show Fixer Upper. Do you want to just uh, give us a little taste of what that relationship is? Basically, I became completely obsessed with it, but also, obviously, like, I love history shit. Like, mm-hmm. I love, you know, antique malls. I love restored homes. I love looking at pictures of old home and garden magazines. That's my thing. And so I love watching these two, you know, these, this, this, you know, entertaining couple, like, take these, t- these houses and just, like, put a new gloss on them. But also... I would, like, describe myself as somebody who's, like, fascinated by restoration, and they are much more renovation. And so I'm in this very complicated relationship with Joanna Gaines where she takes these homes where I'm like, yeah. And then, you know, she does not necessarily do with them what I would want in my home. (laughs) Um, Where And specifically, you know, she, like, their big thing is, like, everything, like, their whole style is, like, farmhouse style, which, like, is not really my thing because I, you know, I'm... I guess Our I'm Georgia Georgia. Peach, um, right. <laughs> I love town, like houses in town, basically. Like, you know, I want like, you know, some molding and some, mm-hmm. you know, like a little small yard. Yep. And but if I may give away some of Kelly's biography, <laughs> she literally grew up in a swamp. Right. Yeah. yeah Kelly is from a <laughs> That's like swamp. not me being rude. No, she grew, grew up, up in a swamp. In, She's from a bog <laughs> in Georgia. No, I literally grew up like the river was like. 30 feet into the front yard and like sometimes the house would like the yard would flood and one time very memorably the house flooded oh and um you know obviously like I you know I love my parents house and everything my taste is like I'm much more you know an eccentric <laughs> like English country garden type of person much <laughs> to my parents <laughs> eternal torment <laughs> like I'm just right. like, you like <laughs> you like a townhouse like what if we had like you know I'm just like that I'm, I was an annoying child who was like but what if we had a rose garden with uh-huh. a labyrinth 
Like, definitely. Obviously, obviously I, mean, I was that child. Agreed. What if we had a crumbling stone wall? <laughs> um, <laughs> you wanted a secret garden. And, you know, Joanna, Joanna Gaines's whole thing is like farmhouse chic. Mm-hmm. And I see, you know, I see a barn. <laughs> and so they'll like, you know, take something that obviously should be a craftsman bungalow. And I'm like, oh, Art Deco style. Mm-hmm. And then she'll put shiplap in it. And I'm like, that's literally, literally a barn. Like any barn, like I could walk into any field in rural Georgia and like look one way, look the other way and find a tobacco barn <laughs> that looked like that if you painted it white. So yep. that's my like, the idea that's a good of doing way to that to like it. a craftsman actually makes me want to barf. <laughs> she has, I just watched an episode last night from the current season, which is ending their final season. I should say it's ending because all, I mean, obviously a show like this could go on until we all die, but <laughs> she's pregnant with their fifth child, which is insane to me personally. Whoa. Are they yeah. like really religious? Yes. Deeply. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They're oh, right, extremely religious. Yeah. They had to do with some like mega church in Texas that was like fraudulent. I mean, I think it's more that like it's like a big conservative, you know, evangelical mega mega church. Yeah, was, okay. I think was the story, you know, not a gay friendly. Yeah, they're past um, right. like not awesome views on homosexuality. Yeah, etc. They're religious. They don't really, they don't ever really talk about it in the show. I don't think. You can if you, but you can but if tell. You know, like yeah. you can like there was an episode very early on. Where they are fixing up a house for people who are like missionary, Christian yes. missionaries. Yep. And like they went to Baylor and like if you poke around online, there's like a like a video one of them did that's like like, you know, sort of like being a public Christian or something. Mm-hmm. Or um so they are like definitely very religious, yeah. very evangelical. Can I ask another question? Sure. Does it seem like they love each other? I personally, <laughs> I again, I have literally never seen, I only know like through osmosis and like, I don't right. know. I think you were like the first person to write about the shiplap <laughs> in a way. So that's like, that's what I know. I, that's the most important thing to know is a your obsession with a shiplap. shiplap. She found all this wonderful shiplap. Nice shiplap chair rail. We'd had a little shiplap. I would start by exposing the shiplap. I wanted to add the shiplap here. I love, love, love shiplap. Yeah. White shiplap on the wall. Look at the shiplap. And then the shiplap was there. We incorporated the shiplap and did the shiplap. shiplap. I love this. Make it feel a little more casual in here and then add some shiplap. Is there shiplap behind here? I bet you $1,000 there's shiplap. You guys, they fix her up and I'm just like, shiplap. That's <laughs> true that and that's what Joanna Gaines wants yeah yeah that's you she she's achieved very her goal. smart she's, she's ex- very smart she's extremely smart her husband chip god bless him is not I think he might be I mean like you know I can't tell. I think she's like the 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 one who's the, like the talent I don't think Chip Gaines and I would really be like buddies. I could but- <laughs> get one beer with Chip Gaines and then have to go home. But I do think that like, you know, I wouldn't underestimate him either, you know. They're both very good at their jobs. Hers is to be like the design mm-hmm. visionary. His job is to, you know, tear down walls and make the house structurally sound and like work within her design and like they as a team they do very well. And we should say also that they had a business. Their business was prior to the show. It's called Magnolia Homes, I believe. And so they flip houses in the Waco, Texas area. So as to whether or not they love each other, I'm sure they do. 
My pet theory was that Clint, the woodworker, had like a crush on Joanna because they mm. always, she would always come to him and be like, I have a table, like here's the vision, like I have a table, it needs to have these kind of legs, blah, blah, blah. They do like a little sketch. Obviously it was like part of the formula of the show. She always goes to different specialists. There's Jimmy Don, who is the metal guy. I love Jimmy. <laughs> I just watched an episode. They did a house for Jimmy Don's son. It's like so funny. Like part, I think part of what I love about the show, like part of my complex relationship to it is, you know, my complex relationship to where I'm from because mm. like so much of it reminds me of like people I know and just like the idea, like the way Chip Gaines will like burst into the room being like, Jimmy Don. Yeah. It's like I've known so many people who both <laughs> like had names like that or like also like would burst into a room and be like, hey, you know, my guy. <laughs> like, you know, it's basically like it's, it's so familiar. And, like, the whole, like, Clint-Joanna thing is funny to me, too, because, like, if he had a crush, it was, I think, it was one-sided because Obviously. her particular way of being like, now, Clint, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's no. a yeah. very familiar-to-me way of handling a guy is to be like, now, I want you to do this for me, my friend. Like, that's simultaneously, like, intimate, but also do not cross this line right. because yeah. we will not talk anymore. <laughs> right. I like to imagine her, like, showing him the sketches, and then he goes, beautiful. And she goes, isn't it? And then, like, it pans back, but he's just looking at her and not the sketch. <laughs> This is the like the only question I added to this doc. Yes, please. How does a person get away with being called Chip Gaines in public without people talking about it? <laughs> because I mean, I, that sounds like a normal name to me. Like, I mean, from, Chip Gaines. From where I'm from, though, that's the thing. Is like it's like that's their whole deal. Is like I think a big part of their listener base is like it's people from places like Georgia and Texas. And yeah, that's not an unusual. It's very like Chris Gaines ad- adjacent. Yeah. I mean, I support his right to be named Chip. <laughs> now I feel like I'm being classist. Um, but I'm not. I Oh, boy. I'm Weirdly, be- less the Chip and more the Gaines. And the way it sounds together really just throws me through a loop. Really? <laughs> chip Gaines. I've never... I think that's part of why they're successful. Yeah. It's, like, really catchy. Chip and Joanna Gaines. But it, the sounds Gaines. Like, it sounds like they're from Waco. You know, it sounds like yeah. they're from Texas. It's like, like, you know how they used to change, like, MGM used to change people's names to, like, conjure the right image? Yeah. Like, you know, they have, like, perfect name. Like, if, you know, if Nashville did that, I'm sure Nashville does do I'm that. I'm sure they like, do. That would be, like, a name that would work to pull out of a hat. That's, like, that in, market, like, the you know? country yeah. music, like, maybe, star generator Maybe name. that's what it is. It feels like... They had, like, a bowl of last names and a bowl of first names, and they picked yeah. one each. And then they're just like, Chip and Gaines. I mean, Chip I and Joe. Chip and Joe. It, like, rolls off the tongue. Like Joanna Gaines doesn't bother me. It's just Chip. Yeah, Chipper. and I think it's because it feels, like, too perfect. Chippy. Maybe that's what it, it bothers me about it. I think that's what fascinates me about them generally mm. is how much they appear to be exactly what they say they are. Like, you know, I'm sure that there's, like, they have their own shit that's going on behind the I scenes. I would certainly hope so. But, like, I kind of do believe that, like, you know, they basically are what they say they are. Yeah, Which I is agree. shocking in reality TV. It is insane. <laughs> I mean, I think that's part of the deep appeal of HGTV shows in general is that— First and foremost, they're selling authenticity, but they are actually authentic. Like I'm thinking of, so now that the show is ending, I think the next show that is like very poised to ascend to take Chip and Joanna's 
place is this show called Hometown. Oh, Hometown. Oh, Hometown. It features a couple named Ben and Aaron Napier. They live in Laurel, Mississippi. Men? No. Bored. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I feel like that would be on DIY Network. Two men? Yeah. Yes. Because DIY is like HGTV's like scrappier, like a little kind of off-brand cousin that also focuses more on like restoration, like actual restoration. DIY network is more like ultimately more my speed. I agree. But hometown is very like when they like walk through the town and pick out the houses, it's like this is like where like Violet lived. Like Miss Violet was like the town's postmistress for X amount of years. No mention of like, like, is she real? Like, did she die? Like, what the fuck? That's like literally it's, from a damn Eudora Welty story. It's insane. Get out of here. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's, Meanwhile, like Miss Violet is like, she's like, please don't my, take my house. Like, I still live here, you guys. What are you doing? <laughs> and what then, do you mean, Miss Violet? What? <laughs> the bank hasn't won yet. A window in a dormer opens. She's like, hello. I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm twenty. <laughs> it opens the door and it's me. <laughs> like, excuse me. Um, <laughs> but they like, and then the the wife, Erin, paints instead of like a computer generated for initially, instead of like a CGI like rendering of what the house looks like, she does a watercolor sketch, which I think is that's, <laughs> so yeah. good. Yeah, that's good. And then they like restore the houses and they redo them, but they don't completely strip it of its, like, character, which Mm -hmm. is really nice. They'll leave a craftsman looking like, I mean, kind of how it should. I did (laughs) I did watch her put some really terrible, um, one of these craftsmen's had one of those big arches that has the built-in, like, craftsman columns. Hell yeah. With the bookshelves. Amazing. Don't fuck with it. Here's what she did. She put some really horrible, like, chinoiserie uh, wallpaper Hmm. On the back of the, but like she took the shelves out. She wallpapered the back of those shelves in the column, and then she put the shelves back in. Oh, I see. It was not like awesome. Honestly, like if you did that with like a twall, I'd probably like be here for it. If it were twall, <laughs> that's because I'm. I ridiculous. mean, I also enjoy twall. I am but. a Victorian maiden aunt. <laughs> I am Miss Violet. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's your house. It is my house. Um, she like is more respectful of the homes mm-hmm. that she's dealing with, which I think is really nice. But I do think that they are laying it on a little thick. Like with Chip and Joanna, it does, their whole shtick feels more authentic. And then I read and found out that like they were picked off of Instagram because they also have, they have a home goods store in Laurel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then an HGTV executive found them on Instagram and was like, oh, this is the winner. (laughs) And then they were like groomed by Chip and Joe and now onward. Food for thought. Any of us could do it, guys. <laughs> well, Any of us. So the couple on Flipper Flop, they are not together, right? They the original Flipper off. Flop. They correct. flopped. They, they flopped. flopped. Yeah, Tarek and Christina. Christina Almusa. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I just know that from the tabloids. The tab. <laughs> the tabloids. You know what I think? I ha- my problem with HGTV stuff is is that I don't like my reality TV to like result in a product. Oh, I want it to be completely unproductive. It's like that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I think I like watch reality TV to feel good about my current existence as opposed to like fantasize about anything. Oh, interesting. So it's like when I watch my shows and I see these like messy ass 30 year olds screaming at each other, I'm like, well, at least I'm not there. (laughs) Ah. Whereas, like, if I'm watching these shows, I'm like, wow, I could have just stayed home and owned a house by now. 
I mean, there is an element of like that quiet panic that's like moving to New Orleans now. Got to go. Can't yeah. live in New York. Got to move somewhere else. <laughs> Pittsburgh seems great. Like yeah. <laughs> that does happen occasionally. But I, I mean, tell me if this is true for you also, Kelly, but I also, I mean, I just watch it because I like to criticize what other people are doing. Oh, for sure. With like something that I would have done. I'm a backseat driver. That's like why yeah. I like watching these. I'm like, you know, I like I like enough of it to be something that I like. Like that is the thing about Fixed Rapper is like a, like enough of it is I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. No, yes. Oh, She'll always okay. throw something in. Good and I'm job. like, I see you. Yes. But then I'll be like, ugh, this thing, you know? It's like, <laughs> you know, it's I I like to watch it to like, you know. Like Monday morning quarterback and just, you mm-hmm. know, right. like, well, if I had blah, 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 let me tell you what I'd do, you know? That's, like, <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's the most fun. I feel enlightened. My favorite thing to think about when I watch all this HGTV stuff and watch people like rip out stuff that they have and replace it with something very trendy is I think of um, all these like home and garden magazines from the 20s where there are ads that are about how you should replace that gross old hardwood floor with beautiful <gasps> linoleum. Uh. Oh, God. don't be those people. No, if you have hardwood floors, save them, please. <laughs> like cover up that tired old Victorian no, wood beautiful. floor <laughs> with the future. <laughs> Just cover it in a coat of poly. It's beautiful. Just sand it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, great. So yeah. Kelly, Kelly and I are going to quit our jobs to renovate homes. It's gonna be I great. would love that. For um, you both, Kelly. This has been always a treat. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Kelly. Anytime. Thank you so much for listening to Dirtcast and thank you to Kelly Faircloth. Our show is produced by Levi Sharp. Madrina Mofidi is our executive director of audio. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood and this episode was mixed by Jamie Colazzo. If you want to send us a tip or just let us know what you think, hit us up at dirtcast at jezebel.com. And you can find us on Spotify, NPR One, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Hold up. 